this is great news for music lovers in the city of Toronto. We have been talking about venues and the loss of venues pre-pandemic in the city uh, for a few years. And that's because of all the development and changes. And, you know, some of these clubs sit on some primo real estate and developers want to make their money. Um, Hughes Room was one of the rooms that I uh, enjoyed quite frequently. Truth be told, it's on Roncesville. Well, Dundas, really, but just up the way from Roncesville, uh, or used to be. I lived right across the street. Quite literally, I would look out my front window of my living room and take a look at the marquee to find out who was playing at Hughes Room and decide if I wanted to go see some live music. So I was uh, afforded a lot of great shows, just being able to walk across the street to them. Now, Hughes Room, we found out during the pandemic, um, lost their home. Quite literally, they had to find new digs. Now, council has approved a loan guarantee of $2.2 million that will help them get into some new digs. Jim Thomas is the co-chair of Hughes Room, and he joins the show to talk about it. Welcome to the program, Jim. Thank you, Kelly, and a great uh, lead-in with your history of being across the street from Hughes Room. That's, that's fantastic. Well, it was, it was fantastic. <laughs> I saw a lot of great acts at Hughes Room, and I uh, am a big fan of Hughes Room. Let's talk about the interesting part of Hughes Room. It's a nonprofit's art organization. Tell me a little bit about the history behind Hughes Room and who, who, uh, who runs it before we find out where you're going to be living. Sure. So it's got a sort of iconic 20-year history uh, going back uh, Richard Carson started it up uh, 22 years ago in memory of his late brother Hugh, and he ran it for about 17 years and then uh, couldn't couldn't keep it going. So Brian Eiler, the chair of the board, uh, took it on and uh, with some with some colleagues uh, turned it into a nonprofit, raised some money for it, got it back on its feet, and. Uh, from 2017 till March 2020, March 13th, 2020, we operated uh, several hundred shows um, a year. Thousands of people came in, and uh, we were really, uh, really back when the pandemic hit. So that's the history. It's uh, It's got a really storied history with people like Buffy St. Marie and Sylvie Tyson and an awful lot of names and a lot of emerging artists as well. Yeah, Pete Seeger, Serena Ryder. I yeah. remember the, the going joke would be, hey, uh, check and see if Jane Sibri's playing tonight at Hughes Room. Because it seemed like every time we'd look at the window, Jane's back. She's playing at Hughes Room. Anybody want to go see Jane today? Um, but you've got, uh, it's funny because it's true. You've got uh, a lot of support from City Councilor Paula Fletcher. and. Yeah. You are now going to secure that $2.2 million loan. Uh, it's a guaranteed uh, loan from the city to buy new digs. Where are you moving to? So, yeah, we got a loan guarantee from the city, which we're so grateful for. It's one of those uh, relatively rare things, I think, where the entire city council voted in favor of it. It was a unanimous motion. And and, and pursuant to that, we've gone out and gotten financing from uh Van City Community Bank, and uh, we found a wonderful place, Kelly, uh, 296 Broadview. It's a historic church uh, designed by an architect, E.J. Lennox, who uh, designed Casa, who, who was the architect for Casa Loma and for Old City Hall, and so that's why it's historic. And, um, and yeah, we came across it after a couple of years of searching. Uh, it's perfect. It's got a main floor that holds about 160 people. It's got a, it'll have a great stage, a green room behind it. It's got a balcony that'll hold 50 or 60 people. And what's really cool is it's got a basement that is a typical church basement with a kitchen and lots and lots of space for community use. I guess the thing that one of the things I'm proudest of is that 
in the uh, year or so that we've been sort of planning this, we've decided to come back as more than just a great listening room. We're coming back as a as a place where the community can be part of it. It'll be a community center with uh, an instrument lending library and with uh, supports for artists and rehearsal space and all kinds of things. So we're really excited about being able to find a church that uh, that does that. It's on Broadview, about a block uh, south of Girard. It's on two or three subway or uh, uh, streetcar lines, mm-hmm. and uh, we put in an offer and. Uh, the the owner uh, agreed with us last uh, weekend, so we now have purchased the uh, the church. We're closing at the end of June, and we're on the we're we're on the uh, path of raising two million dollars to uh, pay the other two million. So we'll get two million from the city's loan guarantee program through Van City and a church group. We'll get two million. Uh, our plan is to raise two million through fundraising. Okay, and do we do we have a plan on the fundraising yet, or am I asking you prematurely and you'd like to come back and plug it when you have it? 100% uh, good to go on it. We've already raised uh, through bridge bonds and donations something in the order of $550,000. Um, people can go to Canada Helps and uh, make a donation. Um, and so we're, we're going to be sending out donor letters uh, in the next day or two, and we want to get the word out because you're right. Your lead-in is absolutely right. Toronto has lost so many great venues, and this is one of the few ones, I think, where because we're non-profit, because we're registered charity, a whole bunch of people have decided to uh, get together and make sure that we come back. You know, you've got to renovate this church. Um, I, I imagine because it's a church, the acoustics are absolutely phenomenal, and that's one of the things about the old Hughes room. I never can understand why... Uh, people sounded so great because the room didn't seem to be set up for acoustics, but I don't know. There was something special about that venue um, on Dundas Street West. Do you have to meet any kind of um, uh, designation? Um, because, like, is there a historic designation on the building? Do you have to jump through any hoops when re- uh, renovating, or are you all good to sure. go? No, we have to be careful about that. We One of the things that uh, the old Hughes room didn't have was wheelchair accessibility, and the new one yeah. will have. And so we've actually hired a consultant who has confirmed that, that uh, we can have a ramp in the front that will still maintain the historic designation so that we can make sure that it's accessible. Um, that You're right that it'll have great acoustics. I mean, the old Hughes room had pretty good acoustics. I mean, people used to, the cool thing about the old one, and the, which we want to continue into the new one is, that people listened, Kelly. Yeah, it was they intimate. Came, they came and they sat yeah. 20 feet from uh, Jane Sibbery. Yep. <laughs> and and, uh, and they listened. And nobody was talking and people weren't serving. And it was one of those rare situations. So we're sort of closer to a, a Massey Hall or a Kerner Hall in, in, in that sense. And we want to carry that over to the new place. You mentioned the kitchen. I, I recall food being served. Did that, did that happen pre-show and I just ate and didn't remember uh, not eating during the, the, the concerts? We tried to do pre-show and then we would do some things in between if there was a set yeah. uh, break, an intermission. And we're going to convert. So, yes, there is a kitchen in the, uh, in the church. We're going to have to renovate it to make sure it's a commercial standard kitchen. Mm-hmm. And then we'll we'll be absolutely going back to doing dinner and a show. All right, so it's going to be the same kind of setup. You're not going to do seats like uh, you mentioned Massey Hall. It's not going to be like that. You'll have tables no. and chairs around the tables again. Tables and chairs, absolutely. Excited. So 
and uh, so there'll be a hundred. It'll hold 160 people that mm-hmm. way, and then there'll be a balcony for big shows where we'll be able to hold 50 or 60 more people. I am so happy for you guys. I'm really happy <laughs> you found you. a home. I have to say, as a West Ender. Eh, East End, mm. seriously, but I'm happy you found a great home. It sounds fantastic. I'm willing to make the trip across Young Street great, to come and visit the new Hughes room when it opens. When it, When's your, your date? I know renovations can get hard to pin down. We're probably a year and a half away. Okay. But we are doing shows, by the way, if I did one yep. last plug, we are doing shows at 3030 Dundas, and we're doing shows at... Uh, El Mocombo and at the Paradise. So if people want to go and see Hughes Room live music, uh, go onto the Hughes Room website and uh, look for shows. Okay, perfect. Well, Jim, thank you very much, and uh, best of luck to you with the renovation. Thank you so much, Kelly. Thanks for having me on. Cheers. Jim Thomas is the co-chair of Hughes Room Live. They've secured a $2.2 million loan to find a new home, which is going to be uh, in the Broadview Faith Temple Church at 296 Broadview Avenue. Couldn't be happier for them.